0: Hello, friends. My name is Eric Cloward, and welcome to the Stoic Coffee Break. More and more over the world, we're seeing that authoritarianism and violent and angry political hate groups seem to be rising up in countries all over the world. And I find this a kind of a disturbing trend. And I want to, I was as I was thinking about that this week, I wanted to I wanted to talk about it on here because I think it's something that we all need to take a look at and that we can't really close our eyes to. Because one of the things that the Stoics talked a lot about is the idea of justice, that we need to make sure that we are rational and that we are fair in our dealings with everybody, all human beings. So as I was watching a lot of this stuff that's going on and these different groups that have been you know coming into power and how they're just blatantly racist or you know blatantly promote all kinds of violence against people that disagree with them. So I wanted to ask the question. As a stoic, is it ever okay to hate somebody who belongs to a different group regardless of what that group is? And I I think you know the answer, but because we're logic and rational as Stoics, I kind of want to walk down some of this. So I guess the first question is, is, why do other people feel like they need to hate on other groups? Why do they choose other people to single out to hate them? I think usually this comes from people who are feeling like they are losing their way of life, that the things that they expected to have in their lives aren't coming to fruition. Maybe they are losing their jobs because their company is downsizing. Maybe they're losing their health care simply because, again, their company is downsizing them. So a lot of these people are feeling frustrated because they expected a way of living. They grew up a certain way and they expected that they were going to have certain things in their lives. And when they don't, they want somebody to blame. And it's really easy for us to look around outside of ourselves and find something to blame or someone to blame. And when people feel like they're kind of at the edge that they aren't going to be able to make it, that they're living paycheck to paycheck, then it's easy to exploit people like that and to turn around and have them place the blame on somebody else. And the sad thing is is that usually we see that this blame is put upon people who are in an even worse situation than they are. People who are lower down on the economic ladder than they are. And why is it? Why do people feel the need to blame another group? I think a lot of it comes down to that, that they had these dreams of what their lives should be and they didn't get everything that they were promised. So again, I ask that question, is there ever a time when it's okay to hate another group based upon race or nationality or gender or sex? Well, Epictetus answered that pretty clearly when he said, never in a reply to the question to what country you belong, say that you are an Athenian or a Corinthian, but that you are a citizen of the world. So the Stoics held that we are all part of the same human family that we're all very much like each other, and therefore we're on this earth to help one another, that there's no difference between the different cultures, that we should all be there to help one another. So when others try to act as though their group or their culture or their skin color is so much better than somebody else's, it's really kind of a false argument because we're basically all the same thing with just minor variations. And the thing is, is that it's this mix, this difference, this variety that helps us all as human beings, because we can learn from so many different cultures. I mean, how many of us have been touched by inventions that, and ideas that came from other cultures? I mean, the mathematics that we use in science, I mean, that came from the Arab world and from the Indian world, as well as the European world. There are so many things that we use math and science for that, that help us to You know, do all kinds of things, whether that's the internet or the smartphone that you use. The fact that you're able to listen to this podcast on your phone. I mean, when you think about it, this was done by a whole bunch of people from a whole bunch of different cultures. There isn't a culture that has a monopoly on good ideas. So I know that I used this quote a few episodes ago, but I really think it's worth repeating. And Epictetus said that one cannot pursue one's highest good without at the same time necessarily promoting the good of others. A life based on narrow self-interest cannot be esteemed by any honorable measurement. Seeking the very best in ourselves means actively caring for the welfare of other human beings. Our human contract is not with the few people with whom our affairs are most immediately intertwined, nor with the prominent, rich, or well-educated, but to all our human brethren. And the thing is, is that when we fail to help our fellow humans, when we think of only our group, our tribe, our people, then we're not contributing to the world, and we're making this world a worse place. And the thing is, is that there's so many challenges that we have in this world with poverty, with environmental challenges, with the technological challenges that are going to come up in the future, and we all need to be able to pull together as human beings on this earth to help solve these problems. And so by creating these divisions within our cultures, within our countries, and even outside of our countries, we are making ourselves weaker. And we're making it less likely that we as humans are going to be able to work through a lot of these these difficult challenges. One of the first things that I ever read from Epictetus was in the first chapter of the and In that, Eviktita says, To achieve freedom and happiness, you need to grasp this basic truth. Some things in life are under your control and others are not. What things are under your control? What you believe, what you desire or hate, and what you are attracted to or avoid. You have complete control over these, so they are free, not subject to restraint or hindrance. They concern you because they are under your control. What things are not under your total control? Your body property, reputation, status, and the like. Because they are not under your total control, they are weak, slavish, and subject to restraint and in the power of others. They do not concern you because they are outside of your control. If you think you can control things which you have over which you have no control, then you will be hindered and disturbed. You will start complaining and become a fault-finding person. And here we see, quite simply, that one of the things that is outside of our control is our bodies. That means that we and everyone else has no control over where they were born, what their color of their skin is, what their gender or sex is. And when we hate somebody for something that is outside of their control, there's nothing they can do about it to fix that. I mean, if somebody hated me simply because I was born in Salt Lake City or the fact that I had blue eyes, I mean, that's not anything that I can control. That kind of hatred, just a blanket hatred of some other group for some attribute like that, I mean, it's completely irrational. And one of the things that the Stoics really push us on is making sure that we use rationality in all of our decisions. Marcus Aurelius said that whoever does wrong, wrongs himself. Whoever does injustice, does it to himself, making himself evil. And that, to me, is just so powerful because when you allow hate to control the things that you do in your life, then you're no better than the people that you hate. You going out and having that kind of hate towards these people only shows that they're right. And when we give in to blame and hate and violence, then we damage ourselves. Like I said, we become just as bad, if not worse, than what we accuse the others of being. We are no longer the people that we're striving to be. I mean, at that point, we become the monsters. So Epictetus also said that events don't disturb people. The way that they think about events does. But our view of death, that it is something that we should be afraid of, frightens us. So when we are frustrated, angry, or unhappy, let's hold ourselves responsible for these emotions because they are the result of our judgments. No one else is responsible for them. When you blame others for your negative feelings, you are being ignorant. When you blame yourself for your negative feelings, you are making progress. You are being wise when you stop blaming yourself and others. Now, why is this so hard for us to do? Why is it so hard for us to step up and to decide that we shouldn't blame other people for the things that go wrong in our lives? I think a lot of it comes down to our egos, because we like to think of ourselves as being smart, hardworking, kind, gracious, etc. And when we do things that might contradict this, we'll oftentimes gloss over and even ignore some pretty bad behaviors on our side. We try to fool ourselves, because we don't want to see that we're not as great as we think we are. Our ego, that identity, can also feel very, very threatened. And when we have an idea of ourselves that we present to the outside world and that when we do things that are out of character, we'll often ignore them because it threatens this identity. So how can we combat this kind of hatred and violence? This is always a tough question. So when we see other people being hateful, there's a part of us which wants to react with that kind of hate. But the thing is, is that the person that we can work on the most is ourselves. So we need to exemplify the kind of people that we want to see in the world. I mean, Gandhi even talked about this when he said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Because we can't change other people. We can only change ourselves. So that we need to act like the kind of people that we think we should be in this world and that, that should be in this world. So what can we do to inoculate ourselves against this kind of thinking? so that we don't fall in the trap of hating other people. Marcus Aurelius said that no soul is willingly deprived of the truth, and the same applies to justice too, and temperance, and benevolence, and everything of the kind. It is most necessary that you should constantly keep this in mind, for you will be gentler towards everyone. So what he's saying here is that we need to recognize that people are generally acting out of what they think is in their best interest then we can be a lot more compassionate towards those that think differently than us. And this includes people that may have different political views than us or religious views than us. And it's not easy because we may see them as irrational and intolerant, and they may be. But if we counter that with irrational and intolerance, then we're just the same as them. We might be on the opposite side, but we need to set that example of how to be inclusive. We need to continue to push on our culture to make these things so that they are not acceptable. And one of the best ways to, de- to do this is to develop a strong sense of empathy. Each of us like to think that our way of living is well thought out, well reasoned, and the best way of living. We also need to remember, though, that the person on the other side probably thinks the exact same thing. When you can put yourself in someone else's shoes and see the world through their eyes, Even if it's a distasteful worldview, it can really help us understand why they think the way that they do. And when we can do that, when we can understand the influences that they've had in their lives, like the culture they grew up in, their family, what kind of education they had, and we can start to see their worldview, then we may be able to help them to see their irrational behavior by acting in a way that shows them that that kind of behavior just really isn't good for any of us and the thing is is that this is not easy acting this way and thinking this way and behaving this way in the world is really a difficult thing because anger and hate are easy they're intoxicating so one of my favorite lyrics from sting and i listened to this album when i was i think in high school so he had this great song, it was called History Will Teach Us Nothing. And there was a line in there that really just struck me. And he said, convince your enemy, convince him that he's wrong. To win a bloodless battle, the victory is long. A simple act of faith, of reason over might, to blow up his children will only prove him right. There's a lot of hate going on in the world. And it's really to be angry at those who are advocating violence, or angry at those who are different than you, who you see as strangers in your world. But that's all the more reason for us to do our best to take the high road. Because we need to be sure that we're helping to create a culture where violence and bigotry and misogyny and racism are not acceptable. Where people see every other person as just another person with their own thoughts and opinions and ideas, And that they have the freedom to have those thoughts, opinion, and ideas about how they want to live their lives. As long as we all do so in peace. And that's the Stoic Coffee Break for today. Be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. And thanks for listening. Hey friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, I would really appreciate if you could help support me by making a pledge on Patreon. You can find me at patreon.com slash Even just a small amount helps in keeping this podcast going. Also, head on over to my website at www.stoic.coffee and sign up for our weekly newsletter. And lastly, if you know someone that might like or could benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening. Hello friends, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to patreon.com stoiccoffee and help support this podcast by becoming a patron. Also, swing by our website at www.stoic.coffee, where you can sign up for our newsletter and buy some great looking shirts and hoodies at the new Stoic Coffee Shop. Also, if you know of somebody that would benefit from or would appreciate this podcast, please share it. Word of mouth is always the best way to help this podcast grow. Thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.